This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time to talk some blues hockey. Welcome to the Blues NHL podcast, hosted by former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers and former Blues enforcer Darren Kimball. And we got a problem in front of the hog bench. Kimball pulling it, Ronick. Here's Kimball swinging it, Ronick wildly, and the linesman trying to get in between them. Federico stolen from Reinhardt, breaking in to Hunter. Hunter shooting, rebound. Jada Hall looking for 500. He shoots. He scores. Brad Hall, number 500. Oh, unbelievable save by Jake Allen. Tarasenko in the clear. He scores. And now here's your off-ice official, Jim Cromer. Hello, Blues fans. Welcome to this Thursday morning edition of your Blues NHL podcast, brought to you each and every week by our good friends at the Innovated Companies. Check them out at innovatedcompanies.com, my good friend Randy and Stephanie Green. 35 years experience. He's a second-generation craftsman and a man of his word. Whether it's residential, commercial, and industrial, they've got you covered in all aspects. When it comes to construction, they've got the construction team, heating and cooling, and, of course, the Innovated Electric team as well, all underneath that one umbrella. Make sure you check them out at innovatedcompanies.com. Well, it's an exciting time, Blues fans, for uh, for Blues playoff push hockey. Uh, what a game the other night. Uh, just exciting. Looking forward to welcoming in everybody's favorite, Angela Sharp. I know there was uh, a little nervousness amongst uh, Blues fans uh, with Angela. I'll be uh, able to ask her what she's exactly got going on. I think she did some clearing up what's happening with her uh, as she's expanding her duties, which, you know, I expect nothing less from her as she is the, one of the busiest people I know when it comes to show business here in St. Louis, of course, she'll be taking her act on the road, but she's not leaving us. So, uh, anybody that thinks she is, she is not. So we're good there. But, um, again, just an exciting game. The blues have put themselves in a position to, uh, you know, to kind of control their own destiny here somewhat, uh, sky's the limit for them. You know, tough game coming up here. I, I'm just excited for them. Looking forward to what the, what the rest of the season is going to bring. Uh, we've gotten some great play from some people that have you know had been struggling at times during the season. So, uh, real excited to hear what Angela has to say, especially uh, as far as the crowd goes, because you know the crowd. You know, Blues fans live and die with the Blues. Let's face it. I mean, we you know it's like family, right? I mean, when things aren't going so well, we get bent out of shape, and when things are going well, it's you you couldn't be happier. Uh, it's it, in this season really has been a roller coaster if there's ever been one. So I'll be real uh, curious to see what her take is from the fan perspective, especially the other night with the exciting win in overtime. A couple of goals from Tarasenko, who's doing what he's supposed to be doing, and that's putting the puck in the back of the net. Um, again, I, I, I'll be curious to get her thoughts. Uh, Jamie Rivers will be joining us. Um, you know, obviously nobody breaks the game down like Jamie does. I'll be real curious to see what he saw. Uh, from the Blues and, and what it is about their little run here that has him encouraged uh, for them to either make a playoff push or fall a little short of their goal. So, again, we'll hear from him and, and see where we go from there. Uh, before we get to Angela, I want to remind everybody, check us out at bluesnhlpodcast.com. You can do multiple things there. One of them is subscribe to the show, which is completely free. You'll get a notification each time the show has been released. You can do your shopping at Amazon there and help us with our production costs. You simply click the Amazon banner. You can find it at the bottom on your mobile device or down to the right on your uh, on your computer. Once you do that, you're done with us. It doesn't cost you anything extra. Uh, but like I said, we get a very small referral, and you get your shopping done, and everybody's happy. So we'd appreciate that greatly. Uh, you also may be finding the show through the website, which is, which is fine. There's multiple ways to subscribe. Uh, you can do that down on your right as well. Find us on our social media sites. We love to interact with fans, love to see what's on your guys' mind, especially in the heat of the moment. You can do that on Twitter. You can find us at STL Blues Podcast on that Twitter handle. If you are a Blues fan, we are going to follow you back. You can also find us at NHL Show. 
Facebook's a big ask from us. We'd like you to, to find us at Blues NHL Podcast. Simply type that in the search bar on Facebook. Once you get there, if you'd like our page and then click invite your friends and invite all your friends that are Blues fans to like our page, we would love that as well. You can also find us on Blues NHL Podcast, our Instagram page. Happy to have everybody join us there. And, of course, very proud to be a part of lineupmedia.fm where you can now find the newest radio station, Yo Radio. Make sure you check it out today. Everyone's been commenting how much they're enjoying Yo Radio as it becomes a bigger part of lineupmedia.fm. Happy to uh, happy to promote that and let people know where they can now find their favorite music stations. Special thanks to Brian Crock, Andrew Allen, our producers. Couldn't do the show without those guys and everything they do behind the scenes. And, again, lineupmedia.fm just provides us with a tremendous environment here. Um, our partners as well, as I mentioned, the innovativecompanies.com. It's time now to go. Uh, let's take it on to the bench with Butter, TommyBrown-EA.com, the wonderful uh, website that will teach you more about our good friend, Coach Tommy Brown, from the McKendree University Bearcat Hockey Club. Um, again, it's tax season. Uh, he's happy to help you with any tax issues you may have, but if you want to really save yourself some money and utilize your your income, especially you know business, private, uh, you know if you're self-employed, make sure you get a hold of Tommy as tax planning has become his specialty, and he can help you utilize your money rather than just give it away. Make sure you contact him today. That's TommyBrown-EA.com. Let's start off by going on the bench with Butter and welcome in everybody's favorite, the one that's awesome at being awesome, Angela Sharp. From the Sunshine State, what's going on? Hey, what's happening? I've missed talking to you. Well, I've missed talking to you as well. I'm uh, I'm a little concerned as I uh, was just telling our listeners that you're not leaving us, and I was excited to talk to you about the atmosphere the other night, but uh, now I realize you actually were not there as your new duties required you to be in the Sunshine State a couple days early. So um, we'll just have to talk about the blues and what we think's going on. But um, now I can see why people are nervous that you're leaving us. What's going on with you? And I'm not, it, I, guys. I'm not leaving. I swear I'm not leaving. Um, but you know, this opportunity came up, and I wanted to add it to the list. But you know, home opener for a baseball team is a big deal, so they wanted to make sure I was I was down here for that. But I will be back at the game on Monday and the rest of that week. So you'll see me. I'm still here. I just wasn't at the game this past Tuesday. Okay. Well, again, you're making us nervous. I mean, I'm, I'm telling everybody you're not leaving us, and then I realized you actually were not there from our text that we were doing as we were getting you on the air. And I'm like, uh-oh, now I see why everybody's freaking out. So, No, don't, nobody's freaking out. Nobody's freaking. I promise you I'm not, go- All right. <laughs> not going anywhere, guys. I'm here. Nobody's freaking. Okay. All right. We'll see. Well, anyway, um, Let's talk about our Blues. Uh, how excited are you for this run? I mean, you know, again, we talk about it all the time with, with, with like, you know, you, you have a great pulse on the fans. You've, you've lived this roller coaster ride, I guess, if people want to call it that. Um, you know, you, I'm sure you've done your share of uh, telling, Cardinal, or telling Blues fans, hey, it's going to be okay. I'm telling you, I got a good feeling. Uh, how are you now on this upswing as far as the team's concerned? I mean, this is a great upswing, as you call it. I mean, we've been talking on, on this show for weeks and weeks and weeks if they can just win games. And then they showed us that they actually can, in fact, win games just like we knew they could. So I think it's a really exciting time right now. I mean, we now, if, if playoffs started today, you know, we're in a spot, and that's a good place to be. Let's keep winning some games, and let's expand the season because this is the kind of team that you can really get excited about if and when they make it into the playoffs to see how far they can do in a run in the playoffs, depending on who they're matched up against and all that stuff. And everybody knows playoff hockey is the most exciting, most electric kind of atmosphere that we have. I mean, that's where we want to get, that's where we want to be. And it's just kind of exciting that this team is like, Hey, you know what? We actually can win. And then to win those three games in overtime in a row, which is like the first in franchise history. I mean, that's pretty exciting too. It's just like, Hey, we can do that now. If they could just win in regulation, and you know, make my heart stop beating so fast, that would be cool too. But I think every fan will agree that that is exciting hockey to watch. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's been a. I, would you describe it this way? It's been a true roller coaster this year. I'd have to believe, not just with the team, but certain individuals on the ice. And I know 
you know, we talk about it at length. You, you know, you've got a relationship with a lot of these guys. You do a lot of community stuff with them. You do this. I know, you know, we've talked before that when a guy's really struggling, I mean, you feel bad for him just at, more than a hockey player as a person because you know what tremendous people they are. So now on the flip side, and let, let's name some names here. You've got to feel good about the way Jake Allen's playing and Vladimir Saboka stepped up his game. It seems like Tarasenko's scoring again. Petrangelo, while he's always been a good player, he has taken his game, in my opinion, to another level lately. Uh, just all the players really across the board – just really amping up their game for you as a fan and as somebody that relates to these guys on a daily basis professionally what are you feeling there well I mean that that's like you said that's very exciting and it's it's one of those things where I think we knew if all these guys could get on firing on the right cylinder altogether that that we would get to where we needed to go and, and win these games. And, I mean, I hate to use the altogether since altogether now is our hashtag, but that is kind of how it all works out. Like, you need all pieces to fire. You can't just rely on Jake to staff goals. You also have to have the offense and back and forth. But it is really fun. And, you know, I mean, I you, you guys called me a soccer mom the last time because <laughs> I said, you know, I always, I always feel bad for that goalie because, you know, he gets the blunt of the, the blame when we're losing games. And so, yes, it's awesome that he's, you know, playing out of his head recently and can actually, you know, enjoy success and not just have to, you know, listen to the critics and and the boos that might have come his way earlier in the season. Now, wait a minute. Who called you a soccer mom? Was it, was it me? You What's, did. I don't it think was I you. did. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it check was? the tape. It was you. It was the last Golly. time I was on. It was you. Golly. Maybe <laughs> I did. Well, Hey, listen, here's the deal, and, and honestly, I, I'm, I'm as excited about it as I can be when it comes to them making a push. I know, um, you know, obviously we're going to hear from Jamie, and, you know, every blue moon, Jamie or Darren will poo-poo on us a little bit and give us that, uh, the, those thoughts behind the scenes of what they see on tape and maybe squash our excitement every blue moon, but I'm hoping uh, that he's seeing some of the th- same thing fans are seeing, and that is that this team has decided to play its best hockey during a, during a playoff push. Um, we can debate all day long if they're built for the playoffs. Uh, you know, we've all seen some of the things that, to be quite frank, you know, they're going to have to amp up their game if they're going to play with some of these other teams like a, like a Nashville or a Winnipeg as they, post a lot of pro- they, they pose a lot of problems for us. But, you know, I, I guess we've seen it with other sports. We have seen it in hockey. I guess is the mantra just get in and see what happens? I mean, I yes, absolutely. I, I don't think we're at a point yet where we can be like, oh, okay, we're in. You know, let's let's worry about matchups. No, no, no. Let's get in, and then we worry about you know who we're playing against and and can the team handle it. And you know, if they're playing like they're playing now, we're going to be all right. It's going to be okay. So let's just get in, and then you know enjoy the fun that is playoffs because no matter what, playoffs are a blast. But it's always better the farther the team goes. Well, let's uh, let's let our listeners know kind of what you got going on, just so that we clear up all these rumors. You're not leaving anywhere. You're in Tampa, but you are going to be back. Um, you're going to try yes, to yes. you're, you're going to try to fit all these duties in. I, you know, you're I know you're you're jet setting now officially, so uh, we can expect you back here real soon and and partaking in our playoff push. Yes, absolutely. So let me just let me just be clear, ambush fans. I'll be back this season. Blues fans, you will see me on Monday. I'm not going anywhere. I I think I've said this since I got the job. They're going to have to fire me before I go anywhere. Like, this job is one of those jobs. I think I told you guys, my grandfather played pickup with Scotty Bowman and and Sid back in the day. I grew up not only being a hockey fan, but very specifically a Blues fan. So this was the epitome of dream jobs. Like, this was the job I always wanted to have. Um now, I would love to expand my role there at the Blues, and we'll see if that maybe can happen somewhere down the line. But I'm not going anywhere. I am still here. But if you follow baseball, and I know most of our Blues fans are Cardinals fans, please don't get mad at me because now I'm being posted a lot of Rays up because I work for the Tampa Bay Rays. I was going to say, I'm not quite sure how we're going to handle that here in St. Louis. As obviously, I, I know. we're all I a little biased. Yes. We're all a little biased, but I that's know. okay. Well, we're just happy for you. As like I said, I know Blues fans really appreciate everything you do and, and the excitement level that you bring about over at Scott Trade and helping people kind of understand where we're going and what we're doing. Uh, in the end, um, what, I, what I really hope is good things for you as a person. Uh, again, we appreciate you taking your time 
uh, when you can, of course, and, and you're not doing 800 other things, uh, just to come on here and at least uh, let the fans kind of know uh, that can't be at all the games and, and all that. Give them a little bit of insight what it's like to be down at the Scott Trade Center. But um, we're happy for you. Uh, and for our listeners that will be missing you a little bit from time to time, make sure they know where you can follow you. Hey, yeah, follow me on all my social media accounts. It's just my name, but my name is spelled goofy. It's Angela with two L's, and Sharp has an E at the end of it. So make sure you follow me so you can know that I'm not actually going anywhere. Oh, here we go again. Hey, I'm very happy, <laughs> very, very happy to have you uh, to have you on as we, as we continue through the blue season. Look forward to hearing from you next week, and uh, leave us how you always do. All right, well, thanks for having me on. And, hey, guys, let's go Blues! That is the one, the only Angela Sharp. You heard it right here. She's officially not going anywhere. Um, again, sorry about the uh, mix-up at the beginning. I thought I was going to get a little insight from her on the overtime winner the other night in the crowd, but I was unaware that she uh, had to leave a couple days early to fulfill her new duties with the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. That being said, I know everyone really appreciates Angela's insight, the excitement level that she brings, and the fact that now you've heard it from the horse's mouth. She is going nowhere. She will be back, and we can all, uh, we can all rest easy there. As far as our Blues are concerned, I look at, uh, I, I look at what we're doing here as, across the board with them. Um, you know, I, I, I think as Blues fans, we're all excited about the potential here for a possible playoff push that leads to a, to a postseason appearance. Um, obviously, no matter where we finish, it looks like a daunting task to take on a couple of the teams that are playing, you know, really great hockey, really almost the whole season long and, and still maintaining their level as they enter the playoffs. But you know, we've seen it before, and hopefully we'll see it again with our Blues, that sometimes you just got to get in. I'm not quite sure that uh, that, that always works, but at the end of the day, uh, it gives you an opportunity. We've talked at length on here about what it means for ownership to have the playoff games. And, of course, um, you know, you play the games. They're, they're not one on paper. They're not one in the minds uh, of experts or fans. The players get to go out on the ice and actually perform and, and try to do things. And some of the greatest moments in sports are when – the experts and the and the fans and everybody think they can't do something and they go out and do it. So maybe that's what's in store for our Blues. I don't know. Uh, maybe it, you know we've been waiting for so long for this, uh, so long for this, uh, this this run at the Stanley Cup. And the reality of it is, I, I can't help but but think maybe we go a different route and it happens. I don't know. I mean, we all have imagined this president's trophy team that goes into the playoffs and we just crush everybody. Wants to, maybe we make an unbelievable run like some of some teams have done in the past. So let's see what happens again. I'm a fan. I love them. They're like my family. I hate them. I love them. I, I cry. I bitch. I moan. I do all this kind of stuff just like every other fan. But at the end of the day, you know, I've loved the blues since I was a young kid and you know, I, I, if somebody asked me the other day, how long you think you've been a fan? And I'm like, well, it's got to be 40-plus years. I mean, I'm 48, and I remember being really young and loving the Blues. One of my first memories, and I know how old I was when I lived where I lived, and we played, used to play street hockey and then, you know, then I, all the stuff that we did I, at the young age. So, I mean, it's basically been my whole life as far as I can remember. So I love them. I want them to win. I want them to do well. So. Hopefully we all uh, we all get what we want one of these days, and that's a, a Stanley Cup parade down market. I don't know if this will be the year, but I know I'm excited about the fact that they may actually have another chance to, to make a run. So let's see what happens. The one guy that's going to let us know this for sure as we continue our On the Bench with Butter segment, and don't forget our friend TommyBrown-EA.com. Tommy Brown Tax Planning, that's what he specializes in. Uh, we want to make sure you check him out. Uh, the guy that's always brought to you each and every week by our wonderful amateur segments as well, the, the Nelson family with NelsonLandServices.com as they encourage you to check out their website for any of your landscaping needs. Five-star rated company, uh, locally owned, professional landscaping at reasonable prices. Make sure you check them out, NelsonLandServices.com. And, of course, his wonderful uh, training uh, hockey company that does so much for the community, does so much for the young hockey player here in St. Louis. Everyone's familiar with it. If uh, It's time now to get yourself associated with it, though, if you have a young son, daughter that plays hockey and wants to be the best player they can be. Synergy Hockey, SynergyHockeySkills.com. Let's welcome in the one, the only, Jamie Rivers. Mr. Rivers, welcome to the show. What's going on, buddy? Oh, just... Uh... Trying to enjoy this lovely weather we're having in St. Louis. What is that bright burning ball in the sky? I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> yeah, that's why 
I was panicking this morning. I, I didn't know if the world was coming to an end or not. I, uh, when the rain disappeared and the sunshine came out, um, certainly was nervous about what was happening. Well, uh, speaking of what's happening, um, man, this is quite a surge. Uh, I know, um, you know, we've looked at it. We've broken it down. Well, you have definitely looked at it and broken it down left and right. And every time I, you know, my guess is, is every time you kind of feel like I'm just not sure they're going to have enough, they seem to find another gear. Uh, the other night against the Sharks, um, you know, a thrilling game. We got guys playing hard. We got guys doing what they're supposed to do. Um, you know, Vegas tonight. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm sitting here looking at this saying I think this might be doable. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I think – after the run that they've had here recently, I think anything is doable. Um, to me, the biggest difference in the team is a couple things. One is their overall effort has been, I mean, night and day compared to what we saw regularly during their, their, their you know, their slump or their, their bad patch, whatever you want to call that. Uh, but the biggest thing to that is, guys are actually just doing what they're supposed to do. So it's not like there's this great big formula that they've gone and figured out and all this stuff to change the way they play. And No, it's guys that maybe we've been hard on for a long time, hard on for a season, certainly hard on during this last little stretch. They're starting to play like they should. I mean, you know, we joke and all the time about Patrick Berglund. I don't, but Kimby does. And we <laughs> joke with him about it. Um, but this guy's playing hard right now. He's doing what he's supposed to do. And it's amazing how that works, right? When you're doing what you're supposed to do, good things happen. And then, you know, Vladdy Saboka, he's another one that jumps off the page at me. Is Where has this guy been all year? And now he's, you know, he's playing hard. He's showing up. He has an incredible play in overtime to, fl- to feed Vladdy Tarasenko the other night. So to me, you know, and that's just two guys right there, but, you know, guys are doing what they're supposed to do. Jake Allen's another one. You're supposed to stop the puck, and he is, and he's playing fantastic right now. NHL second star of the week. So, to me, that's the biggest difference is guys have finally found what's made them successful in the past, and they're doing it again. You know, as a hockey player, I would have to imagine that when you find yourself in this situation where you've, you know, put yourself, quote-unquote, on the bubble, um, as they sit today as they sit on March 30th at 10.20 a.m., they truly control their own destiny as far as a playoff spot. Now, you know, much easier said than done. You know, the road is, is, is still long. I mean, it's, you know, there's not a ton of games left, but, man, every game counts, as, as they say. And, you know, it isn't like Anaheim or Colorado or Dallas are going to go away and, you know, and we're not going to get any help from – L.A. and Minnesota and all that. I mean, so uh, this thing isn't done by any stretch, but as a player, can you ask for anything more than being able to control your own path? No, it's, this is the perfect scenario because it's, it's always, you know, you always as a coaching staff and as a team, you're like, you want to focus on how well you are playing. And the outside games are, are just that. They're outside the bubble. And unfortunately, if you put yourself in the wrong situation, now – it becomes so important the way everybody else is playing and who's winning and losing that it becomes a distraction. It really does. Or you're exerting so much energy and stress over other games that have nothing to do with you that it starts to affect the games you're playing. And even as coaches, as everybody in the organization, it affects them. So now, literally, like you said, they control their own destiny. And so all they got to worry about is you know their backyard, their team, their guys, their game, and it does make it a lot easier. And you know what? Look, they've won how many in a row? Eight in a row six. now, and six Didn't in it? a row. No, I think it's eight, Hang eight on a in a row. Da, 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 da. I just looked at it and I thought it was six. Six in a row. Eight in a row. They're eight and two in their last ten. Six in a row. Look at that. They're playing so good, I want to give them extra credit. Well, hey, we'll take two more to make it eight. I'll tell you that after this weekend. (laughs) No kidding, right? I'll I'll feel a whole lot better about it, that's for sure. No shit. Um, My point is, though, is that they've won all these games already. So to imagine that they're going to be able to string out another six in a row to close out the season, 
Like, that's tough. I'd love to see it happen. I mean, it's not impossible. Looking at their schedule, it's not impossible. I mean, they're going to have to continue to play as hard as they are. But what you got to do now as a team is focus on the wins that or the games that you should win. You know, and like Vegas tonight's a coin toss. That's a hell of a hockey team. They're playing as well as anybody in the league, and they have all year long, and they're going into their building, which we know is a unique setting and a unique situation. Um, so, you know, it should be good. I mean, it's playoff hockey, and right now, based upon the way the Blues are playing, playoff hockey seems to be what they like. So hopefully it's a trend, and hopefully this trend continues. Yeah, the schedule, um, you know, (laughs) I can tell you, I'm looking at it and I'm sitting here going, okay, where's the, where are the for sure wins going to come from? You know, it's like, okay, so they go to Vegas tonight. We know the situation with that. You know, you look at Arizona and you go, okay, it's Arizona, but man, your boy's been playing great. Yeah, no, they're doing great down there. And and we talked about this, uh, I believe on Monday is, you know, they're, they've improved so much that, and I forget the exact numbers of it because I don't have it on top of my head, but they have been one of the better teams in the second half. They've really done a great job of turning their season, or I don't want to say turning it around because they only have 27 wins. But my point is, is they had like one win in 16 games when they started the season. So just have 27 wins now and to play the way they're playing, uh, you know, it's certainly – it makes them a worthy opponent to say the least. Yeah. You know, like I said, you would normally look at something like that and go, okay, you know, we do this, do that. And then, uh, you know, we're not going to get any favors next week. Uh, Washington comes to town. I think we all know, you know, what a team they can be. Um, but then we get the home and home with Chicago. I, listen, I don't care if Chicago's in the playoffs, out of the playoffs, you know, there's going to be no quarter there. No, I mean, at the end of the day, Chrome's like every team that we face in the next little while is going to pose a different set of problems for us. And, you know, Blackhawks, that's just another team that, you know, quite honestly, they, they, they're going to stick it to the whole world right now, let alone blues nation, which we know how that works certainly, but you know, they're loosey goosey. They have nothing to play for except, uh, pride and to finish up the season on a winning note or try to finish it better than they started. So uh, th- much the same as Arizona, that makes opponents dangerous because they they don't have a stress factor to them. They don't, but maybe if you have that that worry over their head about making plays that they shouldn't. And uh, I'm telling you, that, that makes a, a very difficult game when you're playing a team that maybe is not as structured as you are. You've played in multiple situations throughout your career. You found yourself um, on teams that you know have, have won it all. You found yourself on teams that you know struggled. What's the difference like in the locker room? Uh, is it you know when you're when you're looking at a, a a team that's like you know we're not really going anywhere here? Is it hard to get up for games, or is it the professionalism that comes through, or is it each their own? Because I I can't imagine that. You know, unfortunately, we live in a world where everybody's not the same and everybody's not perfect. So I, I would imagine that some guys probably have a hard time getting up for games like that. Yeah, you know, if you're on a team that has no hope of making the playoffs, and I've been there, um, you know, it's it's different because you do have a big percentage of your team that wants to be proud of themselves. Like the hockey player mentality, ordinarily is that we go out there every shift and try to battle as hard as you can and beat the opposition and win every game. So we don't, that's not realistic, but you do have that small percentage of guys. that's like literally, you know, bags are packed at the front door, plane tickets are already ordered like this. When the season's over, they're gone, right? Like they're going to drop a ninja bomb and be gone before you know it. Um, and so, you know, coaches recognize that a lot of times throughout the play in the last little while. And those guys tend to always kind of get singled out in either you know, in a group setting, or they just don't play as much because it is important to the culture of your team to play well and to finish hard and to be hard to play against. And, um, you know, the, the, a lot of guys care about that. Now, that being said, before the games on those teams there, it is a lot, you know, a lot looser in that locker room. You you are kind of yucking it up a little more than you maybe would ordinarily. But like I said, that goes to the 
to the, the whole point of no stress sometimes equals better play. And uh, I've been down that road and finished seasons where four or five, six wins in a row when we were so far out of the playoffs, it didn't matter. And we screwed everything up for teams. Um, you know, so the flip side of that is like the blues, uh, that situation they're in, they're almost into a spot. I don't want to jinx them. So I won't even use the blues as a reference on this one. And I'll go somewhere where I know everybody hates it, but I'm going to go there anyways. The Detroit Red Wings, when I played there, the mentality that was in that locker room uh, was incredible because that team never, ever, ever thought they weren't going to win a hockey game. And even if they were behind in the game at any point, like never, ever were they like, okay, well, well, this one's gone. You know, no. In the locker room before the game, you're sitting there and you don't know how it's going to happen, but you just know that you're going to win the game. Yeah, you don't know who's going to score. You don't know who's going to play great, but you just know that somebody is going to step up and we're going to win that hockey game. So without jinxing our boys in blue, I'm starting to see, you know, some of that, some of those characteristics to where different guys are stepping up. Your big stars are stepping up big time and playing well, and you're getting performances out of guys that you need right now. So to me, the blues are trending in a direction where, they're starting to figure out what it takes to win. So it's great. Yeah, I'm um I'm looking at the whole thing and just thinking to myself, okay, if um if they can do this and they run into this this uh this playoffs in 2018, this playoff series that they're going to have and again, we can uh probably debate more next week once uh we have an idea, you know, who it might be. You know, we've talked a little bit about even if they get in you know, do they have the, the team and the culture to compete in the playoffs? I think we were a little, like, concerned about that a little while back, but they certainly be, they seem to be playing harder, like a harder game. It, winning's one thing, but they're playing a harder game. They're much harder to play against, which is why I think it's more exciting. Does that give you cause for hope that if they do get in, they can pose some problems for a number one or two seed? Well, yeah, obviously. You know, look, in a perfect world they would slide into or win into the first wild card spot. And that puts them to play out in the Pacific. And that would put them their first round opponent would be the Vegas Golden Knights right now uh, as it sits. So that would be interesting. I believe, I believe that they could certainly compete with that team and they could compete with any team from that Pacific division. So I don't like the Nashville matchup for obvious reasons. I think, I don't know if anybody in the hockey world would, uh, would like that matchup just because Nashville right now is playing as good as they've ever played in maybe the history of their franchise. And so to run into them would be great later on when maybe they're beat up a little bit and some guys are out or this and that and the other. Um, but yeah, you know, I think that, I think the blues can grind their way into a, a serious playoff discussion. You know, they're getting, they're getting the right guys to step up at the right time. And if we backtrack it a little bit to that moment where, you know, Mike Yo kind of drew the line in the sand and called out guys. And, you know, right now it's, it's amazing how that works, but right now that's kind of like our, our marker, right? Like, Oh, back when Yosey called out everybody, things kind of changed from that point on. I mean, they really did. And they weren't immediate, but they've been progressing slowly. And now they've changed to where, this team has an identity and that identity is hard work. That identity is out hitting the opposition. Like I forget what the total numbers were the other night against San Jose, but they out, they out hit them like crazy. Like at one point it was like 15 to one or something to hit. So, you know, without going overboard on trying to be too aggressive and, and goon like, which yeah, I'm apprehensive to even use that word anymore, but <laughs> it, it shows an aggressiveness to their game. It shows, a tenacity. It shows an intensity. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to have to go back again in that, in, in that Yossi moment and say that, you know, Chris Thorburn was put on waivers and he was out of here. It was a done deal, this, that, the other. For some reason, you know, he didn't get claimed and they didn't send him down. I think there was an injury. I forget the exact reason. The guy finds himself back in the lineup and he hasn't been out since. And I know he's, it's the, 
most fans, he would seem like an irrelevant piece of the puzzle right there because he doesn't play a lot of ice time and all this stuff. But that's just an example of a guy that sets the tone for you in your locker room. It sets the tone for you on your bench to where every time he touches the ice, he works so hard. He does anything he can for the team. And, you know, Kyle Brodziak is much the same. Kyle Brodziak has played the you know, first line, fourth line, barely played, played a ton, you know, penalty kill, power, anything you've asked of Kyle Brodziak, he's done. And so when you look at these guys, they almost create the identity for you. Certainly after they had problems like Mike Yo described back then when he was calling guys out, you put guys in there that you don't think have those problems. And guess what? That's what's telling the team, this is what's expected of you. And so having those guys in the lineup and having them play as hard as they have, I believe the team has rallied together to have that identity of just a really hardworking team. Yeah, you know, and the thing for me as just, you know, watching the games and, and the winning's one thing, but, you know, watching how they're winning, to your point, one of the things that it psyched me is one of their, you know, one of their best players in this stretch has been Vince Dunn. So to have a young guy, I mean, let's face it, we've, you know, we've had injury after injury now in the defensive core. And, you know, I know there's a, you know, and, and again, I, you can include me in it. There's a faction that's ready to move on from Jay Bomeister and probably not all that impressed with Carl Gunnarsson and guys like that. But at the end of the day, here's a young guy. You know, and we talk, we've talked about Edmondson too, but man, these young guys have really stepped up on defense. And, you know, I know we're talking about the immediate future, but gosh, that's got to make you feel good in the long term here. Well, long term, it's amazing because I don't think anybody, uh, I, and even me, like, I was really high on the kid and I thought, okay, this guy can make some strides here. I don't think anybody thought that the strides would be as enormous as they have been for Vince Dunn this year. I mean, this kid has gone from. You know, good puck handler to hard worker to now he's, you know, he's able to quarterback a power play and he's a difference maker out there. He's on the ice in overtime. I mean, all these things that first year guys just don't get. Uh, and once again, it's a credit to the Blues coaching staff and the way they've handled this young player. Um, but he's a phenomenal talent. You just see him, you know, it's funny because it's like if you had a video game and you have the meter for like the energy meter or that that stuff, his confidence meter is just like every time he plays, it's like, it goes up, it goes up, it goes up. And pretty soon it's going to be, you know, through the, through the roof. Uh, but that's good for a kid like that because he's a puck handling, playmaking, creative kind of defenseman. And you want that for those guys. And that doesn't happen. A, if he's not playing and B, if he gets reprimanded every time he tries something. So Vince Dunn is certainly uh, a huge, huge part of this. And then you can't forget about your captain. I'm sorry. You know, Alex Petrangelo, uh, not that he doesn't get me respect, because I believe he does get respect, but maybe not as much as he should for how hard and how much he's played and how many minutes this guy logs in a game and hard minutes every night. And he's playing fantastic. And then you have your other two Big, big dogs, as I call them. You know, you got Joel Edmondson, who's come back and played very well and solid like he should and like he can. And Colton Pareko, who, you know, I still think he's developing. I still think he's trying to figure everything out, but he's playing really well. He's got a long reach. He's a big body. He skates tremendously well. So, you know, your top four guys are doing the job right now. And then Bortuzzo's playing with that sandpaper. He's blocking shots. He blocked a big one the other night. It probably would have been a goal. So... Uh, you know, I'm real happy with the top five. Small, you know, to be determined. But right now we need him to play like he's a regular every NA, everyday NHL defenseman. And, you know, so far, so good. Yeah, I was going to bring him up last. Um, you know, obviously, and people can go back and listen, you have been talking about Vince Dunn since last year and, and, and what you thought he could be. Um, you know, you didn't make any promises, but you've always liked his game. Uh, what do you see anything in Schmaltz that would lead you to believe that um, now, again, he's not going to log big minutes, but what is it about his game that um, maybe he can bring to the table here over the next couple weeks? Well, you know, I think the number one thing for, for Schmaltz to focus on is just being consistent, uh, you know, and I'm not saying he hasn't been because I don't, he doesn't have a large enough body of work for me to assess exactly what he can be, but I know what the blues need him to be. They need him to be like Carl Gunnarsson. And I know that's like, oh, my God, that's where you're setting the bar? No, it's not where I'm setting the bar for him. 
what I'm saying is Carl Gunnarsson is just a reliable guy who gets the job done. He's not fancy. You don't notice him half the time. And, you know, he's played, I think he's had a good season for the Blues. So Schmaltz needs to step in and kind of be that guy that the coaches don't worry about being on the ice. They know that he's going to make the smart play. They know that he's not going to, you know, overextend a play to turn it into a disaster. He's not overextending shifts to create problems. You know, this guy, you just need him to be that steady rear guard for now. Now, moving forward, uh, to me, you know, he's got some offensive upside. He moves the puck pretty well. Um, you know, he can, he can possibly one day be a part of a power play. But, you know, really to look outside of right now is just too difficult because he's really not going to be allowed to play the game the way he should play to be, you know, noticeable. So I think right now we just need him to play solid, give us the minutes that he can until we get guys back. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'd like to, you know, like to feel really good about the, the, the Blues as they, they enter this last little stretch here. Um, again, I, you know, I've said it once, I'll say it again. I, the fans – you know, love them, hate them. You know, you got that that family relationship with the Blues. It's it's a good thing right now. The roller coaster ride fans have been on. It's it's nice that everybody's on the upswing here and play with playoffs around the corner. Um, you know, it would be a great thing. I know we've talked at length about ownership and what it means for them. Um, it is a big deal. Um, the culture I think is important for winning and getting in the playoffs. Um, again, I guess we'll see. But there, there's no easy games coming up here, although. I don't know that there's really any easy games in the NHL anymore, but I guess we shall see, my friend. And again, I appreciate you taking time uh, out of your schedule to join us. I know we had the, uh, you know, there was a lot going on yesterday. So, um, you know, I, moving it back a day, I don't think hurt anybody as the Blues have been off for a couple of days. So um, we'll get this out today. Uh, on that note, um, I know uh, we've we've seen some stuff going on with Synergy Hockey. Uh, you're you're packed. You got. Uh, a lot of things going on. If you have anything to share with us, uh, please do, and, and just remind everybody where they can learn more about Synergy Hockey. Yeah, I think uh, at this point it's it's kind of redundant, but summer camps are in full swing, and every week or every show that we come on here, numbers go up, and certain arenas are getting sold out, and we're creating waiting lists and uh, getting lots of questions about the those things right there. So get on to SynergyHockeySkills.com, click on Summer Camps, find a rink, and a time that works for you guys and get signed up and uh, hurry up before they get sold out. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's the time to get better if you're a hockey player in the offseason, for sure. Well, Jamie, we appreciate you, as, as we always do. I know I'm looking forward to being with you in studio. Uh, we'll have a couple, uh, a couple more games off the docket. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm of the belief we should have a good idea uh, what we need heading into that, that final stretch after this weekend. Hopefully the boys can head out west and come home with four points. I think... Uh, Four points will go a long way here, no doubt. Yeah, I hope so, too. This uh, is a big weekend for the boys in blue, so we'll wish them the best. All right, my friend. I will see you in studio on Monday. You take care of yourself. Enjoy that that ball of fire in the sky today. Try to get outside. I will, buddy. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. All right. That is the man, Jamie Rivers, and we do appreciate him joining us, as he always does here on our on our celebrity line and, uh, again. I'm um, sorry about yesterday. Had the little snafu with some scheduling stuff. That That's one busy dude. That's all I can tell you. Well, that was the one, the only Jamie Rivers. And as everyone would expect, uh, nothing but the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help him, God. I love the fact that uh, we get it straight from the horse's mouth, the breakdown of the games and, and where we're going from here. So, again, uh, it's a great time to be a Blues fan, folks. That's all I can say. Uh, another gentleman that'll tell you like it is when it comes to his opinion on the Blues and, and what's going on with them, good, bad, or indifferent, is our own Dennis Minner as he comes to us live each and every week from Minner Arena. Let's give it to Dennis now. Again, his wonderful friends uh, sponsor his segment from Adam Smokehouse. Time now for Live from Minner Arena. Take it away. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. This is Dennis Minner live from Minner Arena, and I am sponsored by the one, the only, the amazing Adam Smokehouse. Uh, big or small, they will cater them 
all. Hey, just this past weekend, we finally had a couple breaks in the weather, and I had Adam's Smokehouse cater uh, a small get-together. We had about 14 people. Absolutely amazing. Ribs, wings, the the beans, you name it. It was absolutely spot on. But give them a call. Adam's Smokehouse, 314-265-3485. Big or small, they'll cater them all and follow, uh, give them a follow on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, but hey, what in the world is going on? Um, guys, we're on a streak, right? Uh, six wins in a row. Um, I, I don't know what's going on, but I, I think it is causing uh, fans to absolutely start losing their minds. Uh, we have this nonstop wooing going on. Uh, the wave was trying to be started. Uh, uh, l- let, me, let me clarify real quick. Minner Arena, uh, we are a wave and uh, woo-free zone, all right? So uh, we are safe if you come to our house. There will be no wooing. Uh, there is no wave going on. Um, but look, I, I, I'll be the first to tell you, the wooing absolutely drives me crazy. Um, but who cares, right? I, I mean, people are having fun. They're being rowdy. Um, a lot of people are just having a, a fit, man. I am seeing people lose their minds the other way on Twitter uh, that just can't handle it. They don't like it. Well, you know what? Get over it. I, I mean, I don't like the power play dance either, and I, you know, I don't do it, but I'm not going to uh, you know, judge anyone else for it. So, man, go to the game. You're paying your money just like I do. So have fun. Let's get rowdy. There's only six games left this season uh, in the regular season. Only two of them at home. Uh, Friday night, uh, we've got Vegas. uh, And and let me just give a little shout-out here. I absolutely despise all of you uh, that are there right now uh, listening to this. Uh, Man, I wish I was there. Totally kidding. I hope you have a great time. Uh, Just hope you lose a little money playing blackjack or something just to make me feel better. But um, uh, as I'm recording this, uh, on Wednesday night, the Avs are losing, uh, which cannot be any better for us. Uh, we're a game in hand over L.A., Anaheim, and Colorado. And, guys, we hold the number one wild card spot. I'm laughing because a few weeks ago, I mean, I was ready to, uh, you know, burn down Minner Arena. I, it's just absolutely mind-boggling. Uh, but I cannot, I, I just can't believe it. Um, but why am I doing this? Yes, here I am. I'm getting my hopes up. Please, Lord, no, don't let me do it. Uh, it but, but it's happening. And uh, there it is. I'm opening up my heart. Um, you know, the team is is uh, is peaking at the right time. Jake Allen's on fire. Tarasenko, you name it. Everybody's gelling and playing together. Oh, man. So let's see what happens there. We've just got a little bit. But real quick, I want to talk about uh, our captain. I want to talk about Petrangelo, but get a little bit serious here for a second. Um, I've been pretty vocal uh, this entire season about him not being worthy of the captain. Look, he's he's one of my favorite players. Don't get me wrong. I just didn't see, uh, from my perspective and a lot of people's perspectives, that he just didn't really uh, hold on to that C. Um, but I've read an article that he has written in the Players' Tribune, and let me tell you right now, if David Backus is pro-Captain uh, Petrangelo, uh, then I, Dennis Minner, am 100% Captain uh, Petrangelo uh, on board. Um, it, it, just a couple quick notes. I thought it was really cool. There's a photo in the article where he actually played on a kid's team in Toronto. It was the Toronto Blues, Stamkos, Delzato, and Tavares. Uh, they all wore uh, the Blues logo. Uh, but in the last few years, he's really gone through a lot. And, and I want to hit something just real, real quick. Um, he, is, he and his wife have dealt with the death of a child. And I just want to read this uh, right here. He said, we slowly got things together, went on a nice run, but what happened off the ice was way more important. That winter, my wife and I found out our, chi- our first child was on the way. When we found out that it was a boy, I was over the moon. I was already thinking about our future backyard rink, about calling up the water company to send over 10,000-gallon truck and hockey night in Canada and all that stuff. That was everything to me as a kid. It wasn't a cliche. It was my whole world, and I couldn't wait to experience that stuff again. 
But then they had a problem uh, this past December, and uh, Gabriel Petrangelo uh, passed away. He did not make it. Um, And he went on to say this. He said, I'm not going to lie. It was a very, very difficult to cope. But when we started sharing our story with other people who had lost children during pregnancy, we realized that they struggled with the same feeling. And I just want to throw this out there. Um, you know, because of Petrangelo's uh, faith, uh, because of hockey, it's kept him going. Um, but I just want to shout out, man, I, you know, this is kind of a serious thing for me because uh, years ago, 11 years ago, actually, uh, in February, uh, I buried my son, uh, my son, uh, Hunter David Minner. Um, uh, it was stillborn uh, at 37 weeks. So I, I get it. I know what they're, they're going through firsthand. Um, I, I can say it does get easier, but that pain never, ever, ever goes away. And I just want to throw this out there, man. If there's any of you guys that have dealt with that, don't ever hesitate to reach out. Um, just like Petrangelo said, the more he reaches out to others, uh, it brings uh, it kind of brings life and it brings meaning uh, to his son's life. And uh, and I can honestly say that same thing for uh, for my son, for Hunter, uh, that it really means a lot when I'm able to reach out and help people. So just want to throw that out there. But, hey, again, hey, this is Dennis Minner, live from Minner Arena. Follow me on Twitter, at Minner Arena. And do not forget to check out uh, Adam's Smokehouse, big or small. They'll cater them all, 314-265-3485. And, man, oh, man, I cannot wait to see uh, what's going on just one week from now on the next podcast to see where these blues are setting and what our uh, now incredible team is doing in the direction they're making it. So uh, if we haven't lost all of our minds by then, hey, let's go blues. Great stuff as always. And again, as I say, great time to be a blues fan. Another gentleman who does such a tremendous job with the St. Louis Blues fans and providing wonderful content and thought-provoking articles and comments and questions concerns everything you can think of under one umbrella and that's our good friend bradley as he brings you the wonderful st louis game time it's that wonderful rag you get out in front of scott trade center uh hats off to those vendors as they without question do a wonderful job uh i'm, I'm having uh i'm having an amazing time with uh with with reading it as i get it you know before blues games in my inbox because i subscribe i know some people like to carry it with them into the stadium and read it between periods or stoppages in play commercial breaks things like that again it's wonderful it's thought-provoking it's a different take than you're going to get in the normal normal newspaper here in town let's hear what he's got for us this week on his st louis game time report take it away hello and welcome to the game time segment of the podcast i'm bradley with st louis game time you can find us online at stlouisgametime.com on twitter on facebook and we are the fan-run paper sold outside every Blues home game. I'm recording this Thursday morning. The Blues are in the playoffs right now. We're in playoff position. If the playoffs started today, everyone would be, would be surprised and they would make it. So, uh, and probably surprised they made it. Here's where they sit right now. They have played 76 games. So there are six games left on the schedule. Uh, and it's still some challenging uh, parts of the schedule left. I'll, I'll run that through that real quick. But here's where they sit right now. They have 91 points. Anaheim has 91 points, but because the Blues have 40 regulation and overtime wins compared to Anaheim's 35, they're really getting by on the loser point, by the way. Uh, they're in the first wild card spot. So they would play the Las Vegas Golden Knights. I'm sorry, the Vegas Golden Knights in the first round of the playoffs and then be in the Pacific bracket of the playoffs if they were to make it in the first wild card and if they were to defeat the knights in the first round they would play the winner of the sharks and the ducks so that'd be that'd be better than having to play uh winnipeg or uh anna or nashville in the second round save that for the conference finals i'm way ahead of where i should be i know here's the here's the cart the horse is way back there about two miles behind us uh, that's how far far I'm putting the cart in front of the horse. So uh, let's talk about the schedule. So they are on the road for two games this coming weekend. Friday night in Vegas. Lots of Blues fans going out there. If you're listening from Vegas, what are you doing? Go back to the pool. Go back to the casino, whatever. Uh, so Vegas, Friday night, and then off to Arizona to play the Coyotes on Saturday. Those are not 
gimme games. Vegas has qualified for the playoffs. All the pressure is off. And they actually lost to the Coyotes last night in regulation, I believe 2-1. So, you know, I think the Knights, the Knights could use some wins. They're going to be pressing hard on Friday night. The Coyotes behind Antti Ranta has, have played really well lately. I mean, they're, they're actually a, a respectable hockey team right now. Um, shocking enough to say. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if the Blues have any added motivation trying to make up for that Friday night loss when they, they lost, what, 7-0? Uh, both, both goalies allowed three or four goals apiece. Uh, it was bad. So, so, okay, so you've got those two road games. Neither of them are a cakewalk. Uh, even though you would think at the beginning of the season, you'd think, wow, you're going to get three or four points out of that little two-game trip. They're back Monday night against Washington. Then Wednesday night against the Blackhawks. Uh, you know, not exactly a, a rollover, but I saw that the Blackhawks have had 10 players now make their NHL debuts this season. 10! 10! They've used 10 rookies this year. That's amazing. They have two with the with the Hawks. Here Wednesday night, then Thursday and off day, you know, for the Cardinals home opener, whatever. Uh, then they're in Chicago on Friday night, and then they finish the season at Colorado next Saturday. If they can handle Arizona, if they can maybe get at least a point out of Vegas, if they can beat Chicago those two games, you might not have to win in Colorado to qualify for the playoffs. It's going to be close. I mean... They will not have clinched a playoff spot until that final weekend, either Friday or Saturday. So it's, it's going to be that close. But the odds are, and everything's pointing in the right direction, and i got to tell you, the level of play of this team has... It's, it's kind of shocking. Compared to the seven-game losing streak, I mean, it's night and day difference. Personally, I think it was... The, the key to the turnaround, the thing that started turning the boat around was the forecheck. Alexander Steen, Kyle Brodziak playing together, they were creating uh, I, that West Coast swing in, in San Jose and then L.A. and Anaheim. They were creating goals and scoring chances and pressure by, by turning the, the notch up, turning the dial on, on forecheck and turning it up. And I think other guys on the team started taking that lead and said, you know what? We have to play more physical. We have to put more pressure on the other team in their own end. We have to get that four check going. And as soon as they did, the Blues have become a dangerous team. I don't know if they can go very far in the playoffs. Goaltending is still a nightly thing where it's like, okay, Jake Allen's going to play great, but has he really forgotten all of the things that, that made him an average to below average goaltender for the majority of the season? I have no idea. Just to say, oh, you know what? He went on a great run last year down the stretch and into the playoffs and winning the first round. He can do it again. That's maddening. There is no cause and effect relationship. There's nothing that said, oh, you know what? It's March. I can start playing better again. If that's the case, then what the hell are we doing here? I mean, Seriously, well, <laughs> starting NHL goaltenders cannot take half the season off. There's nothing in their contract that says that. That's, not, that's, that's the hallmark of a bad goaltender, be, having that much inconsistency in your game and not being able to trust your goaltender on a nightly basis. So just to say that he did well in March and the playoffs last year, that he can do it again this year, doesn't actually say anything. There's, there's, no, there's nothing behind it. I think Carter Hutton will get a start in one of the next two games, either in Vegas or in Arizona, probably in Arizona. Uh, I think he would probably get one of the starts next weekend at Chicago, at Colorado. And I got to tell you, I, I think even though Jake Allen has played well and has pushed this team, you know, the game against Boston, the game against Columbus on Saturday, uh, the, the Sharks game, he played really well and earned wins. But if he comes out and allows three goals in the first period and Hutton's healthy on the bench, I got to believe the coaches are going to have a, a quick trigger finger to make a, a change because they don't have that much of a margin of error. Do I think they're going to make the playoffs? Yeah. Could it go south with a two or three game losing streak? Hell yeah. So, and I think the coaches realize this. I, and, and being passive and letting Jake Allen figuring out during a game if he struggles in one of these upcoming games 
I don't think they're going to give him a lot of rope. I don't think I don't think he's going to have much of a margin of error. Uh, should I talk about Wu? Um, last week against Vancouver, they showed a wrestling montage late in the game, like eight minutes left in the third period. It had been a pretty boring game. Vancouver did not want to be there. The Blues were doing just enough to to win. I think they were probably winning 3-1 at the time. They ended up finishing 4-1. They showed a wrestling montage during a commercial break. And one of the clips in the montage was of the nature boy, Ric Flair, who does the woo. And people in the crowd started wooing. And the Blues picked up on it. And we give the in-game entertainment guys some grief because... It's obvious that A, they try to overthink things. B, they try to change things that don't need to be changed. And C, when something does work, they try to ram it down our throats. Roar bacon, anyone? So the woo happened, and a lot of people got behind it. And it was organic. No one told people to woo. There was no sound effect of woo going on. People just did it. And then they started playing the sound effect. And it was even... Jeremy on the organ would play bump, 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 and you're supposed to say, let's go blues. And it and it would be like, dun, 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 woo. And they play Ric Flair wooing. And even at the end of the game, when the Blur 2 song happens and there's the woo in that song, they change the woo to the Ric Flair woo. So against the Sharks, the crowd was really loud. It was into it. Overtime, thrilling game. Tarasenko, two goals. The overtime game winner. I mean, the I wasn't there, but a lot of people said it was the loudest the stadium has been all season. People were trying to say, oh, you know, people got into the woo, and all of a sudden it's a loud crowd. No, 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 no. Let's put the record straight. St. Louis is a good sports town, and we pick our moments sometimes. And a January game against Columbus or a December game against even Winnipeg, people are going to be more reserved. You get into March and you're getting into playoff position and you're changing the the script and you're undoing the damage you did with the seven-game losing streak and and you're beating a team that beat you not long ago pretty convincingly, ah, people are going to respond to that. I mean, next week against Washington with T.J. Oshie's in the town, in-house, when the Hawks are here for the final home game of the season, people are going to be loud whether or not you woo or not. So, hey, Blues, just dial it back with the woos, okay? I mean, if people do it on their own, great. We don't have to be playing the sound effect and trying to make it happen every single minute of the game. So, yeah, is that really nitpicking? Is that bitching about something that probably shouldn't be bitched about? Yeah, sure. But you know what? I got time to kill on the podcast. It is an issue that's been talked about a lot on social media, and I thought I'd just give my thoughts. So I'm not anti-woo. I'm anti shoving the woo down our throats. Make sense? All right. Hey, if that's my biggest complaint about the blues right now, then I think things are going pretty well. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be a two, you know, by the time I record another segment, the blues will have played four games, four of their uh, six remaining. They only have two games left next week at this time. So uh, I could be really happy or I could be really pissed off. So come back next week and find out which I am. Uh, like I said, I'm Brad with St. Louis Game Time, the fan run paper. Find us. It's a 23-year tradition. 24 pages, unique content you can't find on our website. You can subscribe for half price via email if you live out of town and you're listening vicariously through the podcast. Send me an email at gtbradlee at gmail. G-T-B-R-A-D-L-E-E at gmail.com. And I'll, I'll flip you a copy, and if you're interested, we can work something out. So I appreciate you listening. Thanks for having me on the podcast, and hopefully next week I'm in a really good mood. Back to you guys. Great stuff, and again, I can't thank Brad Lee and all the gang over at St. Louis Game Time for providing us a, a wonderful segment each and every week that just kind of goes along with what they do with their St. Louis Game Time. And again, I want to thank Adam Smokehouse for all they do for our segments here. Uh, make sure you check them out. It's a wonderful place, wonderful barbecue. Uh, again, they do so much I loved their, their, their charity that they were, they were working with last time. Again, means a lot to us here that they, that they give back. And, and, again, it also doesn't hurt that they got tremendous food. So make sure you ch- barbecue. Let's, let's be clear. Uh, barbecue and food, two different things in my opinion. Tremendous barbecue. 
Well, that's going to do it for us here as we wrap it up. I want to remind everybody one last time to make sure they, uh, they patronize all of our sponsors as they do so much for the show. That's InnovativeCompanies.com. Don't forget our friends, Randy and Stephanie Green. Everything you need, residential, commercial, industrial, check them out, InnovativeCompanies.com. He's a man of his word, folks. Get him involved early in the process. He'll save you time, energy, and money. And money's the important thing here, folks. Uh, of course, NelsonLandServices.com, everything they do for us and the, the wonderful amateur segments that they bring us all the time as they do so much for amateur hockey here in St. Louis. SynergyHockeySkills.com, the wonderful company run and owned by Jamie, uh, our own Jamie Rivers and everything he does for youth hockey here in the, in the, in the St. Louis area. Uh, again, couldn't do it without him. Tommy Brown, who's typically on the show on Thursday, seeing Coach Henson are in Vegas, enjoying a little Vegas time, catching a Blues game and, and doing what it is they do. But that's TommyBrown-EA.com as it is tax season. Don't forget, he will help you with his taxes, but no doubt, folks, he is a long-term guy for you, and he will assist you with your tax planning. That's what he does. Make sure you give him an opportunity for your business. Uh, again, I, I really do appreciate everything he does. It means a lot to us. Happy to have uh, all of our people involved in the show that do so much for us, especially, um, again, uh, the, the social media segments. As always, the Facebook pages mean a lot to us. Uh, Mick Light does so much for our show with Arch City. Well, now it's media. Make sure you check them out, Arch City Media, as they blend that all together. 150,000-plus strong on his wonderful Facebook page. means a lot to us that he promotes our show on there. Uh, St. Louis Blues Hockey Memes, of course, uh, another one of the tremendous pages. St. Louis Blues Fans Unite. Um, everything STL Sports. Thank you so much for all you guys do for the show. It means a lot to us that you guys promote us. Find us on our social media sites as well at NHL Show at STL uh, at STL Blues Podcast, where you can find us on Twitter. Facebook's the big one, though, folks. Simply type in Blues NHL Podcast, like our page, invite your friends. We'd greatly appreciate it. Happy to have uh, LineUpMedia.fm be a part of our show, their newest uh, radio station, Yo Radio. Make sure you check it out. And, again, my producers, Brian Crock, Andrew Allen, could not do the show without them and everything they do. Um, thanks again on behalf of all of our sponsors. We couldn't do the show without you guys. All the Blues fans out there, enjoy the next few days. Uh, again, when we reconvene on Monday, uh, the, we inch a little closer to the playoffs every day, and you never know what's going to happen here, folks. So tune in. I leave you with a Let's Go Blues. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.